0: Oh, oh, one more thing. Oh, well, listen, there's one
1: more thing. Uh, just one more thing. Yes, Just One More Thing, a podcast about Colombo. I'm R.J. White.
2: I'm John Morris, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Word Games, originally broadcast on February 26, 1979, directed by Boris Segal, written by Jeff Freilich, Richard Allen Simmons, and Dalton Trumbo's son, Christopher. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and starring Henry Jones, Lily Hayden, Bob Dishy, Robert Culp, Edie Adams, Renée Auberjonois, yeah. Frederick Forrest, and of course, Kate Mulgrew as Mrs. Columbo.
1: Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> and every time we're joined by a special guest this time, it's returning guest, Amanda Reyes, historian and author, but before we bring her on, telephone man, tell me how the intercoms work.
2: Well, RJ, we finally, with this episode, meet the elusive Mrs. Columbo, and it's no wonder that we've never seen her before. She's too busy to stay in one spot for too long. She drops the kid off at school, takes French lessons, makes costumes for a PTA talent show as well as choreographing, learning, and performing a whole tap routine. She drops the car off for service, brings the dog to the vet, fixes home appliances, writes for the local penny saver, brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and solves murders. In this case, the murder in question is undertaken by attorney Charles Houston, whose fat, desperate wife no longer does it for him. Oh. Knowing that even asking for a divorce would leave his overdevoted bride an emotional wreck, he decides instead to be kind and just have her murdered. Folks, if that isn't love, I don't know what is. Uh. The murderer is Martin, a former client of Houston's who apparently got his litigation in trade. He's also a super creepy and totally inappropriate freako who forces his victim to get naked and in the bath before he Martin landows her with a hairdryer. <laughs> he also does a bunch of other fucked up things later on. Just just a fucking gross dude, I can't even tell you. But Some cross-telephone wires broadcast Mrs. Houston's murder over the Columbo family intercom. In a normal Columbo episode, this would be the admittedly super-contrived method of getting our favorite Rumpel detective into the game, but since he's at a police convention in London for the entirety of the episode, it just drags in the eternally peppy Kate Columbo and Bob Dishy as Sergeant Norris into the murder-solving business. How does it end? Super gross and terrifying is how, as Mrs. Columbo is taunted and hunted down by a leering, sadistic killer who threatens the life and safety of her child and tries to brutally murder her too. And then, she blows up a whole house! And then she kills him at the PTA talent show! What a satisfying conclusion! Maybe? I can't believe this show never took off. R.J.? (sighs)
1: Anyway. (laughs) Um, I want to say, uh, we are going to do something slightly different this time, because this episode is not... An easily available one. Uh, if you search YouTube, you can find it. Uh, some, uh, one or two folks have posted it up there. So you watch the whole thing, but it's not on DVD, it's not on Netflix, of course, or anywhere else. Uh, it's an easy one to find. So we're going to go through it in order, which is something we don't usually do. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but welcome back to the program, Amanda.
3: I am a computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. dear.
0: So,
1: (laughs) yeah, we wanted to do this one with you because your uh, particular specialty in your writing um, and whatnot is with uh, kind of odd, uh, creepy um, TV films of the 70s (laughs) and 80s. And this thing, this pilot for the Mrs. Columbo series, I think uh, fits the bill so well. And uh, so, I mean, just from that, uh, approaching it, how did you feel about that when you found out, hey, we'd like you to to talk about this one?
3: I was actually really excited. And I want to correct myself when we were talking before you started taping. I said I've seen this four times. I've actually seen it five times because I did watch it the original night it aired. And I remember this because we'll get to the murder. But when the lady gets in the bathtub, you almost see stuff. Yes and, yes. and when oh. I was like nine or whenever this originally aired, I remember watching this at a, my mom's friend's house. Like they put me in a room and turned on the TV and I remembered it as a Quincy for some reason. Um, <laughs> oh, and this is Quincy. Yes. And I waited years when I would rewatch Quincy thinking, I know this is an episode. But I also had a I I also had a memory of Quincy helping somebody by sewing on an arm and the arm was possessed.
1: Oh, I think that was an episode of Mama's Family.
3: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It doesn't exist, but it's in my brain. But I remember when I rewatched Mrs. Columbo a few years ago, this pilot movie, I remember that scene specifically because even at like eight or nine when I originally saw it, I was like, oh, my God, I almost saw her stuff. And that was like shocking to me even as a kid. I knew that wasn't like television friendly. So, um, so I have seen this episode five times now. That's probably four more times than anybody ever needs to watch it.
1: Now, now see, though, if I had been in your shoes just now – uh, to correct the number of times I'd seen the episode, <laughs> I, I would have corrected it downward, not mm. upward. I would have said, like, oh, I saw, I saw it four times. Actually, I saw it once. I would have gone that way. I wouldn't have gone in the direction to add another viewing. So, well, God bless I'm, you for doing that. You're a brave, I, I, brave person. For I like
3: taking it for the team. And, uh, and I do think the series as a whole, and we'll probably talk about that, is worthwhile. But this pilot movie does it no favors.
1: So, right. I mean, we, we've done one of these before. Um, and, and I think we brought up before where the premise of this, it, it, it's a really kind of cheap, exploitative premise at all. So, like, oh, they had this uh, rather successful show, Columbo. Like, oh, we'll do a Mrs. Columbo you never saw. And nobody from the original show was involved in this at all. But I remember, like, when we watched the original one, I think the consensus was like this could be a good premise for a show if it didn't have the Columbo element in it at all. For sure,
3: for sure, yeah. I I absolutely agree. And apparently Levinson and Link were sort of there at the beginning. They weren't happy with it, and then they and saw I, it
1: and they were like, "Oh, sorry, we never heard of you." Yeah,
3: well, you yeah. know, they wanted they wanted like a motherly ethnic type, and some of the women oh, they yes, had in that mind. Makes sense. Were, yeah, yeah, Maureen Stapleton, Jean Stapleton, oh. Um, oh, Zora. Yes. Zora Lampert, um, who I think would have been fantastic uh, from Let's Scare Jessica to Death, um, and Mm. and Anne Jackson, who was married to Eli Wallach. um, I always saw Kate Reid. I don't know if you remember a TV movie from 1975 called A Death Among Friends. I do not. She she plays a Mrs. Columbo ripoff, basically, who's like this sort of matronly middle-aged woman who's single, who um, interlopes into the rich and famous. And it's that she's got this real mother-like quality to her that people start giving her too much information about Things, and she's able to piece together the crime. It's a really good movie. They shot it on a in Bel Air, a really palatial estate that at the time um, Donna Douglas from the Beverly Hills was actually trying to sell because she'd become a real estate agent. Oh, and it's actually oh, like a really, Andromeda's. really beautiful.
1: I, I, I'm sorry, I just looked up. She's in the Andromeda strain. Yes. Oh my gosh, she would have yeah. been good in that. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. She had a real quality to her in that film. But Fred Silverman, who had come over to kind of help fledgling NBC, oh, he gosh. really wanted. He really wanted the sex factor, and I think I tweeted you. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so one the of the nice women girl. he auditioned. Oh right, and, yes,
1: yeah. Please do say this. Yeah.
3: Oh my gosh, Carol Wayne, who was a super blonde bombshell, like yep. big, big breasts, uh, tiny waist, very young, and but apparently he he had actually sort of compromised. I guess I call it compromise, and in and he was um uh, courting Brenda Vaccaro for some time oh. to play the part. She would have been good.
1: Actually, so. yeah, she would. Because we, yeah, we just talked. To, oh my gosh.
3: Yeah, she Brenda said Ficaro no. Brenda
1: Vaccaro would have been fine. Yeah. Uh. Yeah,
3: she's she's maybe a little less age appropriate, but I mean, Kate Mulgrew yeah, uh, looks young. Right. You know, Brenda Vaccaro could play a little older. I think. I think. I think. Uh, Kate Mulgrew looks older than she is, but not so much older that it made sense. Right. In the character. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah they, we've done the we've done the math, and assuming that Falk and Mulgrew uh, are the same ages as their characters, uh, Mrs. Columbo and Mr. Columbo got married when she was
3: twelve. So creepy. Right. Yeah. yeah. It ain't way too, too young. Weird. It, it's
1: hey. so you're speaking of creepy. You... Speaking <laughs> of creepy,
2: by the way, I was just like clicking around the video to see what you two were talking about with the bathroom scene, and you're correct.
1: Yep, 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 yep. Oh, yep.
2: golly. Yep, it gets ah. close.
1: It it, it leagues uh, years and years, almost 20 years before uh, NYPD Blue. And That's you right. get to see almost a lot more of. Yeah, Edie Adams, and he thought you'd you ever see. see. What, you get
2: to see what Ernie Kovacs saw. Yeah, oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's it's intense. And, like, so when I saw this again a few years ago, for uh, you know, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, my God, I've actually seen this. But I only remember <laughs> the crotch shot. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't <laughs> remember anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, let's let's go through this brave new uh, method of doing our, our little uh, fake internet radio program about <laughs> a 40-year-old murder show. Uh, yeah, by well, going it's in order... Spooky. I'm sorry, what thirty this time. oh that's right that's right, yeah, yeah, um, Actually, so yeah 40. the the show starts off with a whimsical uh opening sequence uh, where Mrs. Columbo's dropping Columbo's daughter, Jenny off at school in Columbo's car, and it's this weird sort of thing where like there's a sort of almost Greek chorus of four uh, elementary school kids watching all oh, the parents guys. uh drop. Uh, their kids off, but then seeing all the seedy things of uh, their neighborhood and whatnot, and it's very strange. While well, whimsical music plays in the background, and I, I don't know, it's strange. Yeah, I was
2: saying earlier, it's it's like a suburban version of Fellini's satiricon. We just suddenly, <laughs> these four kids. What do they What do they see? Like, there's the hot mom,
1: right? Which yeah, hey, Hello, yeah, <laughs> hot mom. that's uh, yeah. that's
2: that's my jam. Nineteen seventy-eight, seventy-nine. Yo, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, there's uh, then there's the mom in rollers who's really concerned about her kid getting his hair combed. There's the two wow. guys who get in an accident. Yeah. There's the there's the father and mother who drop their kids off, and then the father gets in the the mother's car and they leaving go off his down car, leaving his car
3: in the drop off, leaving his car in what? front of the
2: school just to go was, and have uh, a quick one. It
3: was the '70s, guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just,
2: yeah. used to leave cars on the street. Double parking was how you did it. Uh. Uh, what else? What else happened? Because it was just like this running. It was a running collection of suburbanites being awful in that really nineteen seventies. It's daring to rip the lid off our private lives kind of thing.
1: Right, but 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 primarily, yeah.
2: It just it it took so long for Mrs. Columbo to show up, and it didn't illuminate anything.
1: No, it just it's here. She is in Columbo's car. Hey, everybody, you recognize Columbo's car, don't you? You like Columbo's car back then when Columbo was still on the air, which it isn't now. Come on, everybody. And then there it is, and that's it. It was like a really really cheap. Uh, way to get a crowd pop pretty much and well, that's it. Well here's
3: the thing it kind of sets the tone that Kate Mulgrew really likes old dudes because she kisses the crossing guard and she yes! spends her whole what time flirting with like the mailman like I want your cake like what the f- does that mean? Yeah, she
2: she is a non-stop flirt there's scenes we'll get to eventually but like when she's getting the phone installed I'm like is this like a like an 84 porno? I, oh here. <laughs> A guy with a shitty mustache is just hanging out, wiping his wiping his hands clean, while a housewife just talks incessantly and flirts with him. Like this is this is going somewhere.
3: Well, not great. Then, oh, sorry. And sorry. she she kisses Renee Aubergeonois. We'll get to him, but like, yeah. like, and I love you, and uh, you know, Mrs. Colombo because he's never there. Keep it in there, your I pants. Guess. Keep yeah. it in oh. your
1: pants. So we go from the uh, the the whimsical, yet kind of still somehow creepy. Elementary school drop off, right to uh, Robert Culp uh, discussing the murder with the uh, killer on the boardwalk on the uh, on the docks there, and that's just strange because you find <laughs> oh, out wait wait
2: wait 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 pull back nah. boardwalk and docks are not the same thing.
1: Well, I mean, the, the, you go Amu- to... it's
2: either an amusement park or an alley. It's, they're on the boardwalk. Okay, on the, the boardwalk. Box. Sorry,
1: sorry about the semantics of boardwalk versus docks. Is it by the ocean? Can boats pull up next to it? All right. Is it made of wood? There you go. Anyway, um,
2: he's he's so discussing docks,
1: docks is... Anyway, go on. No, no, we'll 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 uh, get this up to the forty-minute mark. Just talking about boardwalks versus docks.
2: RJ is blowing through this so that he doesn't have to talk about this episode. He warned us when we started because before we were thing, recording.
1: It's not good television. That's we watched. We so talked strange.
2: about two of the worst Columbo episodes, and but we stretched those out. An but they're still better. But they're
1: still better than this. Because oh. at least it's Columbo. At least I mean it's.
2: So anyway, they're yeah, they're sorry. down at the docks.
1: <laughs> oh my god! And his he's so he the entire um, motive is laid out here. And it's such an odd, sad,
3: strange motive. It's just, yeah, it's it's, like, it's motive it seems, with a question mark, right? Because yes, it's like yeah. I don't understand how you're getting from point A to point B. Because he's I love my wife, but like God forbid I divorce her, so let's just kill her. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, there's, says, there's
1: one line about oh, it could jeopardize the business, but there's like half a sentence about that. But over and over again, he repeats that he doesn't want to hurt her with a divorce or breaking <laughs> up with her. So instead, he just wants her
2: killed. Ah, kindness. What? Um, that yeah, makes the, no the, sense. The, I I don't want to necessarily relitigate every scene of this, but and I know can, that
1: we can because we can. if we if if we do. Um, this episode is not going to come out of the the, the court very well. We can litigate <laughs> well, it, and that... it'll be sent to the death chamber. I mean, it's my God, it's terrible. I th-
2: it's uh, I-, I don't want to fall into that trap of reviewing what I w- what I would have preferred to see.
0: Right, but I do but... know that
2: in your average Colombo episode, that. That little uh, sort of asterisk he he put next to it, it could hurt the business we would have seen him at his business a little more,
1: yes, right we yeah. would have right.
2: gotten some i like as far like there's no context to how successful he is as an attorney to the degree where i, I like I only vaguely understood that he was a defense attorney
1: right yeah i it, it's right like only, he might only, have been because, handling... only because he defended this martin creep that mm-hmm. he's now having. Kill his wife, pretty much. That and Martin,
2: it. by the way, just radiates psychopath. So he I would But for have... just...
3: yeah. Frederick I... Forrest is so yes, good.
1: Yes, exactly. He's a really good actor. It's just weird to see him mm-hmm. in this, playing this odd part. Yeah, I love Frederick. I, I love. Yeah, and he just is. Yeah, why there's so many people in this that are good people? I like seeing in other things. I yeah. think the whole cast is astonishing. Oh, it's an amazing cast. The, the, the uh, so, yeah.
2: character actors in this, from top to Even bottom, are incredible. Lily Lily, Lily Hayden right. has grown up to be, like, an important violinist. Right.
3: Right. She yes, she has. Yes, yes. But, but she started off as a computer. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, that drives me nuts. It drives I me nuts. I know,
1: it's creepy and dumb and strange. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, she, uh, just in case we never, nobody ever goes around to watch this, and I don't think they will after we're done.
1: Yeah, May, uh, but just out of morbid curiosity for at least half an hour, yes.
2: But there is a plot device where there's an intercom put into the Colombo house, which I want to talk about a little bit, because I, I remember when every house had a frickin' intercom. We will. Did you have one when you were growing
1: up? No, I grew up in a yeah. mobile home, so we didn't have enough oh. space to warrant <laughs> build all, right? You could just stick your head out. Yelled down thirty feet, and they could hear you, so it was fine
2: yes we we did, and the only thing it was good for was to, uh, for my siblings to wake me up in the middle of the night doing monster voices
1: oh, that's great that's a great <laughs> for it. well was it was it set up like this well, you know we should we're doing we're we're falling into old habits. Well, we're, we'll we're getting back. ahead of we'll ourselves we're getting ahead of ourselves
2: but yeah we're, all we were really getting to, I think was that jenny the the daughter was. Uh, Amanda, go for it. Tell us what Jenny's problem was. Yeah.
3: Jenny's problem is she's annoying as hell. And I don't understand. Well, first of all, there's no reference to a daughter ever in Colombo, so it's so nope. jarring. When you see all nope. of this stuff. We got the car. She's yep. even wearing a trench coat, Mrs. Colombo, and part of yes! it. And so you get all the dogs oh. in it. You yep. get all of these reference points. And then you get this little kid that's 10 that you've never heard of before. And she's, and I think the, the woman, and this is not to downplay, I think the actress is fine. You know, I, she did what they gave her. And she was 10. I, I don't want to, like, berate an actress. But child actresses and actors walk a really <sighs> crazy line with me. Because you're usually too annoying to be tolerated and she falls into exactly. that part exactly of that i can't tolerate you
1: because because yeah i like uh, uh laura and i my wife um we'll watch things there's a kid in there we'll be v- extremely pleasantly surprised uh when the kid actor is actually not annoying and good when they're just <laughs> when they're just acting that's it they're not putting on something or whatever they're just being an actor i mean that, that well, she, like she the gets best on the thing phone. and it's so rare <laughs>
0: She
3: gets on the phone with her dad, and she's like, "What are you wearing, Dad?" And I'm like, "That is creepy." That ah, was strange.
1: It was very she strange. Her,
2: she learned from mom. Mom, yes, she flirting. did
1: exactly. Yeah.
3: I don't like mom, it. Mom
2: was flirting with Henry Jones, but we'll come back to that later. Exactly.
3: Well, yeah, we all—I we all. would flirt with Henry Jones. He's adorable. Well, yes, that,
2: that's—he's <laughs> a cute old. That's one of those harmless old cuddly dudes.
1: So, so we see we see the uh, the husband uh, planning the murder, kind of, or setting up the murder with. Um, uh, the killer, wow. and it turns out that uh, he has gotten Martin off, um from some sort of... <laughs> Full stop. Yeah, that yes, could go, there so go. <laughs>
0: but, <he's>,
1: but he... <laughs> Behind the boardwalk, near <laughs> the docks. Go. That's right, near the docks. Thank you. Uh, by uh, Columbo's favorite chili joint. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it turns out it is kind of like a quid pro quo thing where... Uh, uh, the attorney has gotten him off for a murder thing because he was dumb enough to get caught at one time, which kind of leaves it open like, how many other terrible things he's done, how many other people he's killed, and he was just not very careful that one time that it required Robert Culp to uh, get him out of it.
2: Um, in my mind, in my mind, a uh, lot. Culp, a Houston lot. has asked every client he's ever gotten off from a crime <laughs> the <laughs> if they'd be willing to kill his wife.
0: For like Even 15
2: like, years! He's like, this is, I just, it was just tax fraud. I'm not going to kill
1: your
0: wife. <laughs>
2: That'd be great. Oh, my God. I
1: it love that. Just, it was a fucking parking ticket. Uh, still, you never, uh, you never thought of it. Uh, maybe just, uh, I just, uh, oh, slitting someone's throat or stabbing a lady. No.
2: Listen, no. it was, a uh, you know, I charged $29 an hour and I was with you for four hours. You sure you don't want to just kill my wife and we'll call it even? What? I don't even own a gun. I could get you a
1: gun. <laughs> I, I got a gun. Yeah, I, I a two, uh, had a problem with it. Yeah. Um, so we cut right from that to a uh, French lesson, which is an odd edit. You go right from, hey, these two guys talking about killing a lady to, oh, it, it's Kate Mulgrew in what seems like a doctor's office waiting room at first. Right. But it That's turns great. out, no, it's this uh, French tutor has a doctor's office for his teaching French, I guess, which I didn't know that it was let lucrative Oh no, no! There's a
2: there's a sign on the door that says "language professor slash pediatric cardiologist." Oh,
1: okay, there we go. Yes,
2: the guy's got quite a quite a yeah. career going. Yeah,
1: that's uh, that's
2: of course our Rene Abadjounoia.
1: Yeah, and of course, and sadly enough, these days uh, the kids' hearts are okay, so he's got to do more of the uh, the art, the the, uh, right. the uh, yeah. He doesn't
2: French like lessons. the French, though.
3: But so, so even though we we don't know it yet, uh, Miss Houston, um, right. Robert Cobb's wife is a client, a French client. <laughs>
2: Yes. A client, I believe. It's a yeah, client. yeah, yeah.
1: So she leaves. They have a brief interaction, uh, which will come up later on. She'll remember later on. And then uh, Mrs. Columbo goes in for a very, very long sequence about a French lesson.
3: Most of which and it is counts. just
1: to uh, tell you how busy she is being Mrs. Columbo.
3: Oh, yeah, I need something that's... Oh, she said that's... Never mind, I'm getting ahead of myself. To that Henry Jones monologue? I need something that's mine.
1: Well, but, yeah. but you kind of get the point of that through this French lesson scene, too, where she goes on like, I wake up at 3 a.m., and I'm doing this and this and this and this and this and this. So I'm going to sit down now during our French lesson.
2: Okay. A lot of her character. her character gets established here, and there's a character trait she has that... Annoying? Yeah. Yeah. A but bit. We like spontaneously hostile.
1: Yep, yep. Oh,
0: yeah. Yep. She just
2: it it does and uh, you know to be uh, we'll, I imagine we'll talk about it more about the concept of the show not being bad and there's some things I think we can carry over. Right. And I I I want to say that the reason they have her so reflexively hostile is that she's used to being underestimated. Mm. And so when it happens she likes to zap them. But it will basically cause a disaster, Laylight like halfway through the episode. Right. So I don't think they're selling it as a really good character element. Although I'm not 100% okay. sure they knew what her character was.
1: No, I don't think so either. I don't think... Because the character had not really existed at all before this yeah. one. They are creating it a whole cloth. Because, I mean, on Columbo, the very uh, premise of, of Mrs. Columbo was... You don't know how often he's lying about her or not, yeah, right? that's so true do all these things. you know that he adores her, that he loves her, but he uses her as an excuse for lots of things, so there wasn't really a character there as opposed except for just well, no, he loves Mrs. Colombo, and that's it.
3: well, you know? there was also like a harried production schedule, so you know this originally aired on february twenty sixth nineteen seventy nine right. and by the third episode, they were already behind schedule and actually had to preempt the episode because they couldn't finish it in time. Really? And put, yeah, and put in a Quincy rerun. So the writing already was really fast and furious because I think Fred Silverman, I don't know this, uh, so don't quote me, and I'm sure somebody guy. listening might, but I feel like Fred Silverman kind of came in with the mid-season replacement thing. Oh, and probably. so, you know, the show kind of showed up in the middle of what is a regular season, and I don't know how often that happened in the 70s, but um, I feel like it came really fast and furious, and then they were like, they lost Levinson and Link, and they brought in the Simmons guy, I think, did the rewrites. And um, and I feel like they were already behind before they started. So it, I'm not surprised that the character isn't fully developed just because of everything you said and because of the fact that they probably had very little time to even right. think about what to do with her.
1: Well, I think also it, it's at that time NBC was not in good shape. Right. And so because that's why they brought uh, Silverman in in the first place. So they were probably looking at like, okay, what do we got lying around? Oh, hey, we had an idea for this Mrs. Columbo thing. Columbo was popular for a long time. Okay, we'll do this. So that's probably why the rush came because they were probably I feel especially like, if it was a especially if it was a mid season replacement, yeah, uh, I could definitely see that.
2: Uh, I feel like the number one problem is just that when they were building this, they put Columbo first
1: right. and
2: then had to try to make her fit Columbo.
1: Oh, yeah, because just putting the props and the dog and the car mm-hmm. and everything else, and knowing that. Well, okay, we'll just do the opposite. You never saw her on his show, so you're never going to see him on this show. (laughs) And also, there wasn't a chance in hell Peter Falk was ever going to have anything to do with this, so I'm sure they would have loved to have him appear. it. So, yeah, they were kind of hamstrung with it. But, I mean, it's it's a whole thing where this, if it was just kind of attenuated a little bit, just changed it, like, just make it a show about uh, this woman who maybe Mm -hmm. is a single mother who just has to go through all this stuff, for like raising a kid, trying to have a job in a newspaper, maybe just recently divorced, and so she's trying to reclaim her life and herself and her sense of identity, and then she actually gets kind of caught up in these murders. That's a compelling show. That's a really good premise for a program. But then just tying it to the Columbo thing just completely hamstrings it, and just mm-hmm. it's it, it's too much weight because you're watching it and you're just constantly reminded... Uh, throughout the entire thing of a much much better television program especially when you're putting Robert Culp in there you are putting Bob Dishy in there when you're constantly having the references uh, to elements of Columbo that just completely just weighs it down whereas if it just start from scratch have a really good show with Kate Mulgrew at the center of it uh, raising a kid solving crimes writing newspapers doing the mom thing that would have been a good show. That could have gone for a while. That could have been a really, really good program, I think.
3: I would have watched that, yes.
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. Eh. But this, <laughs> this thing.
3: But looking back, yeah, it was a mistake. And, you know, they, they it had so many title changes that by the end of it, it was just oh, Kate right. Loves a Mystery. Yes. If it had started yeah. as Kate Loves a Mystery, maybe they would have had something, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, started off divorced, started off, like, all the things they did in the last, what, six episodes.
1: Right. Yeah. You could Probably have had the show that. and build on that. Yeah, we really ended up to, pretty good.
2: Trying to do the math here by the way. So, uh again assuming that Mrs. Columbo was is the same age as Kate Mulgrew, she would have been 19 when Jenny was born.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. if she wasn't Mrs. Columbo, that would have worked for me. Yeah. Because I yeah, don't exactly. got married that young. Right, that would have been divorce.
1: Inter- yeah, again, that's another that would have been mm-hmm. another good character bit. But it just doesn't fit with the whole Columbo thing at all.
2: You know it's really just depressing
1: going brand
2: and yeah. What's depressing is, in the last 25 minutes, we've perfected this show. <laughs> right, yes, this would have been a good show, yeah. But the three assholes who wrote this, apparently were never in the same room, so they just created what we got.
1: Well, they I'll, I'll were just like, we gotta, we gotta pump a thing out. The network wants yeah. this, we yeah. gotta pump a thing out, they need something for the name people to recognize, <clears throat> this network is floundering in trouble, they just <laughs> spent a ton of money to pull this guy over from ABC where he does a jiggle T V bullshit and hey. he's gotta save it. Well you know, I mean that that's that, that was the term that was applied to Fred Silver. It was, but it's not but, bullshit.
3: Charlie's Angels is everything. Okay.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: But I mean it, it's that's why they hired him to NBC because sure? of that. They wanted that sort of thing over they want that magic. And it just like <laughs> eh
0: yeah. <laughs> he needed
3: Carol Wayne, right? As Mrs. Columbo. The yes, thing. exactly. <laughs> that would
1: have saved it for him. I don't know.
2: Is there any way we can get some network stars to battle?
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so she has a French lesson. She she interacts uh, briefly uh, with the soon-to-be murder victim. Uh, then she goes to uh, the newspaper, and she inexplicably has a New York accent for that scene, Quince? <laughs> That she doesn't have anywhere else in the show. She's constantly
2: doing a Catherine Hepburn, pretty much nonstop. But
1: this one, it's a New York she has a New York accent in that scene. She's she's putting like the weird Brooklyn y thing for whatever reason that she doesn't have the rest of the episode, which is awesome. Yeah, she
2: said like three times for no reason she said she was walking here, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh John. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm incorrigible.
1: Uh, but yeah, her editor at the paper is Henry Jones, the uh, venerable character actor who I love. Uh, if only for his a historic thing, just being such a jerk, making Jimmy Stewart feel like an asshole in a vertigo, <laughs> that extended sequence retells him how much of a chumpy is for letting a lady fall off the top of a church. But anyway, Henry Jones is in this. He's great. He's the editor of the paper who doesn't seem to really like his own job editing the paper much. He
2: hates it. That's
1: lovely. He hates it. It's, I know. It's great. Um, and ends up taking her on as a writer, uh, writing about uh, PTA meetings and whatnot. And that, that he say seem... so... oh, sorry. He has a
2: line there. To... He has a line about, if there's a murder, you can write about that too, but keep it down to two column inches. Right, yeah. Or something like that. Right. Um,
1: so... She has a job, so now she wants a home office, and that's where we get the phone guy and the intercom, which uh, thrust us through the rest of the plot.
2: The one entry for goofs on IMDb, by the way, is yes. that you, you can't use an intercom the way it's used on this show.
3: I was going to assume
2: that's
0: the case. <laughs>
3: Like, oh, you mean that it'll pick up through the through the way they had the it plugged
0: lines? in?
1: Yeah, yeah, that made no sense for the power lines. Yeah, they say like the home intercom system that goes in through the power lines, and then yeah. that's how she inadvertently gets the Houston family.
3: But it's so like dial. Uh, is it dial M for murder? Is that the one I'm thinking about? Which is the one? Oh my gosh! Sorry, wrong number. I'm sorry. You oh, know right. the yes. uh, yeah. You yeah. know, like that's what it reminds me of. Like she just sort of intercepts um, this creepy call. You know, between the two guys. First, I think it's the husband and wife talking, right? It's yes. Houston and his wife, and and they're mm. talking. And I, we should probably talk about Edie Adams' character because it's so pathetic. I can't stand. Oh, her. we're getting to that now, yeah, because we yeah.
1: see that when um, uh, Houston goes home, and we finally see this wife that he can't bear to hurt her feelings, uh, but wants her brutally murdered instead.
0: <laughs> Which but that's it's, a weird. That's a that's, know, that's
1: a weird segmentation in one's but she's mind. So
3: pathetic oh i know i'm not beautiful and yeah. yeah. i'm fat and my hair and i'm old and i'm not like this and Which, i'm like why did edie adams take this
1: part it's so
3: strange. i don't know it's it's painful to watch that happen and rubber culp is normally like 99 of the time for me rubber culp is everything but it, i don't understand this performance per se no. because it's really meek but at the same time he's trying to get his wife murdered and you right. can tell that there's like this veneer of like He's just not... He doesn't want to do it with her anymore. You I know what I of,
1: mean? I kind of... Uh, the, the impression I got from Robert Kolb's performance of this is, hey, this is paying off some bills. <laughs>
0: <And> it's <laughs> pretty think, much like...
1: the same level of performance he has in the 90s uh, Colombo College episode. Where he's I there he just is. enough and it's like, eh, okay... Yeah, yeah I
3: guess just enough. But it's such a weird, a like I I can't understand like the motivation or or why he's performing it this way no, at all. Is not,
1: because this it's not in the script, so there's nothing for him to work with. Basically, I mean,
3: it's super meta to have him in there because he's like one of the most famous Columbo villains because right. he's in so many episodes, and that's he's the so only good. they could put him in the ads. Yes,
1: for the show, but, that's pretty much it.
3: But she's so just, ugh. Yeah. oh, I just wanted to like the women's rights movement just passed her by, and it yeah. would hurt me.
2: Oh, was, and she's clutching. Her. There's that scene where she's clutching. Or So this, this I think is a good indication of Culp and Adams actually being really good together, despite the fact that they are working with a trash script. Right. Because she has, she's now basically fallen at his feet and she's clutching his knee, resting right. her cheek against it, yeah. sort of pleading the case for her undesirability. And oh, he is just God. sitting stock upright. Staring into the middle distance, saying words of love.
1: Right, while while clutching <clears throat> while clutching a very stiff scotch.
2: mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's a very play like scene. Yeah, uh, it, it and it conveys a tremendous amount of information. So they're they're getting a
1: lot more than they were given with that sequence.
2: Exactly, yeah. and then mm-hmm. basically from there on out, nobody is given much of a chance to shine.
1: No, yeah.
2: Um. Although, uh, Frederick Forrest did get, like, just some delicious scenes. Lots of business, but we'll yes. get to that in a bit.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do
3: think he's the standout here. He's so good at being, like, really, really legitimately creepy. Yes, yeah. no,
0: he's,
1: he's he's one of the best things about this episode in a creepy, scary way.
2: A um, hey, dude, I do not want to see Smile anymore.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Except for this, we actually get a, the long sequence, the I Am a Computer Sequence
3: Oh uh, my Jenny God, Daddy! What are you wearing? Because I'm yeah, in my I'm in my nightgown, Daddy. Uh,
1: right, because we 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 find out the reason why you're not going to see Columbo at all in this and the rest of the series. He's on grossed a, out
3: by his daughter. Well,
1: yeah, maybe that too. But he, <laughs> yeah, he's on a, uh, a big police convention in London. So I guess he liked like- it from going there for Dagger of the Mind. <laughs> so he's going again because Columbo <laughs> travels all the time overseas.
2: I like to think that you know Columbo hangs up, hangs up the phone, and he turns to one of his fellow cops and just says, uh, "The the maid who thinks she's married to me was on the phone again, <laughs> and she she brought her niece, and uh,
0: yeah,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna send Bob Dishy over to get her out of the house."
1: <laughs> right. So we've got um, on here like uh, Mrs. Oh yeah, then there was a scene where uh, Mrs. Columbo goes to a veterinarian with dog because you. Does not need to be there. Does not need to be there. It's only to have dog there mm. for the Colombo fans. <clears throat> but the veterinarian, it's Morrie Seinfeld, Barney Martin. So I nice <laughs> see him, and he looks exactly as he does in Seinfeld. Right, that guy's the that's... same age for a long time. That guy was like one of those one of those yeah. people
2: like Estelle Winwood who just hits like middle yep. age and that's it. That's
1: it. There you go. You're going to look like that forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And ever.
2: You know what killed me about the vet scene is they established that they're going to keep dog for three days right, and I'm like, okay, three days that's your clock right that's they finally set up a clock in this episode so we know when all the action has to happen
0: wah, wah, and then
2: three days pass, and she just picks up dog yep that's it
1: yeah, yeah. just don't don't say that don't uh, anyway
2: I know I'm assuming so much good virtue on behalf well, so of so after people. that like, after
1: that exciting <laughs> uh, after that exciting sequence. Then we get to the actual murder. And this is about, like, what, 30, 40 minutes into the episode.
0: Yeah,
3: it's a, it's
1: we a bit. finally get That's to right. the murder. Uh, where it's about
3: uh, 25, by the way, but yeah.
2: It
1: felt like 40.
3: It was four <laughs> hours in, I'm yeah.
1: pretty sure. So Culp, so Culp uh, sets up the murder, and uh, Mrs. Columbo hears it on her intercom while she's uh, working on typing up the Stephen Cannell Productions logo. <laughs> Uh, she hears hears him setting up the murder with Martin on the intercom and um, she's not exactly sure what she's hearing but then we actually see the murder which is one of the creepier Columbo related killings I've seen where he yeah yeah, yeah, he Martin, Frederick Forrest uh, creeps into the house makes uh, Evie Adams undress reassuring her like don't worry I'm not going to sexually assault you I just want you to uh, naked,
3: climb into is... the tub, and as you He does you put check it, her out. He does check her out. Yeah, a okay. little bit.
1: Checks her out, but then also gives her one last thing, like, nah, Which, that's great, because she already yeah. feels like that. Yeah, so you've got this... Uh, it's just... It's unpleasant and awful. It makes her climb <clears> into <throat> the tub. And then, yeah, as you said, John, uh, does the old uh, double shock on her. Mm-hmm. Which we, let's, that's let's the not thing. Say we've he... seen that murder. We've seen that murder already before in a Columbus. It's another thing reminding yeah. you of a much better television program as you're watching this thing. Which why do that? Separate this yourself. is. Uh,
2: this is one of the things I wanted to talk to Amanda about because we mm. had you on for no time to die,
0: right? Correct.
2: Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. And and I was I had trouble with that episode in part because of just like the lingering lascivious kind of camera work that was showing this woman in constant distress and pain. This makes that look like romper room.
3: Yeah, it does. It does. There's something about the um, Uh. other one that didn't feel as exploitive to me This um is totally a, yeah this is take this off her the
1: clothes. no it's not that yeah Ugh. don't worry i'm
3: not going to touch you but yeah. he's t- you know he doesn't have to touch her to to assault her do you know what i mean right. and so right. and yeah. that's exactly he what does. he's done yeah exactly. we're like watching a rape basically and yeah, like yeah. without him touching her it's like that bad lieutenant scene you know where he goes up to the car with the two girls and he's like pretend like you're going down on me do you remember that scene and he never touches the girls but he's basically raped two women that's essentially yeah. what frederick forrest does here yeah. and um and it is upsetting and it's more upsetting because it's super exploitive because you are actually kind of almost seeing her nude and that adds another right. element to it because her body has already been to her own declaration disgusting right. and so and why then do- Ugh. Yeah, yeah so now they're using it like as an act of like to put violence on and so the combination is yes really distasteful especially in a movie that started off so like do 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 I'm kissing the crossing guard and right. <laughs> I go to french lessons and and now here's this woman in this really horrible situation and you know while I'm watching it you know when he tells her I want you to take off your clothes I'm not going to hurt you in my mind I've actually been in Edie Adams shoes thinking about what she's thinking about and is she thinking it kinda of reminds me of when um Edith Bunker almost gets raped. Do you remember that? If I could just get no, to that that's
1: party. That's a very good that's a very good yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: if I could just get to that party. You know what I mean? She's thinking about what in two hours from now I might be able to be with my husband. Like I can I can envision I can almost envision her thinking about if I could just get through this I'll be okay. And that makes it even <clears> more upsetting because you know it's not gonna end well for her.
1: I just he says choice wise, I don't know why for the pilot episode of the series they would choose this. They
2: would tune on into Mrs. Columbo Tuesday nights at seven, where we'll rape women every week. (laughs) Like,
1: why would they pick this as their opening thing? Like, hey, you know what? This is it. This is what's going to get people to watch week after week. Like, it's just such a terrible, unpleasant, awful. I mean, of course, it's a series that was going to involve murder every week, but it's a a network television show. Why the heck would they pick this for their opening
2: salvo? I don't get it. There's like three things we haven't mentioned yet among maybe a thousand that make this scene really disgusting.
1: Right.
2: One of them is it forces us to leer at her, too.
3: Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. I was trying to get at. Thank you. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I'm sorry. Sorry to reach No, it. that's
3: okay. You said it much better and more concisely. Yeah.
2: But I just, I, and I feel really, uh, I feel like betrayed by the television that it made me be gross. <laughs> well, in uh,
1: yes. fact, in fact, the setup to all this is like we talked about before. The the entire motive that uh, Culp's character had was, oh, well, she's aged. Yeah. That's I want. I want her dead, because she's actually gotten older,
0: yeah. like I have. Yeah, she's, she's always fifty-two. She is,
1: She has also gotten older. So I want her dead because of that. That's the message the TV show <laughs> is putting out there in its opening episode. Is that yeah? He wants her dead because she's aged the same rate I have.
2: Yeah. And so, wait. Yeah, there wait go. for it, because the third gross thing is going to tie into that, and it'll really depress you. Uh, but the the second thing being you know, like like Amanda pointed out, this is rape, but what you ha what you end up realizing is in nineteen seventy nine apparently we didn 't think it was,
0: yeah, and it 's really
2: right. disheartening to just see, hey, your culture is on display, and look forty years ago, this is how much it sucked, and that's that 's hard to get through and then the last thing, and the thing that really troubles me is knowing the character, what little we know about her as a character. Her last thoughts are going to be of her husband. Yeah. She oh, is yeah. like you say she's thinking about that party, but she's probably also thinking, you know, oh my god, Charles is going to find me. Oh my god, I want to see Charles one last time. Yeah. She's so devoted to him, she's bound to be thinking of him as the hitman he hired is murdering her. So,
1: so you don't you don't think at all that she's thinking like it's related to him in the least?
2: Oh no. No? No, you I don't know, think it, she thinks her husband is at all involved.
3: It feels hmm. so random, really, you know, that I this guess. guy would show up at her house. I don't know if I would have made the connection Which, either. Which is
1: another thing I would associate with the 70s, too. Like, there's some creep coming and killing you. It seems like that's yeah. a very 70s sort of thing.
2: Yeah, urban panic was intense in the 1970s. Yeah. And so, we just assumed we were constantly going to get assaulted.
0: Yeah. That's and apparently like we to- were.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: Exactly there in our own living rooms on this show. Yeah, fair. So, so.
2: Um, I have something about the plot, and I can either bring it up now or later on when they get to Charles Houston's office. But it bothers me immensely, and this is about relitigating the episode. Um, in that this scene in particular makes it irrelevant to have the intercoms because we know that the Houstons live in the same neighborhood as the Columbo's.
1: Well, see, that's, I don't know if they do because no, they, the they end, do. She mentions it. it well, she mentions, to, right? it, she mentions it, but then when she's actually driving
2: to their house
1: to try to find yeah. her daughter at the end, she's driving for like 20 miles. <laughs> well, <let's, laughs> so I don't know about that. Thing. We'll get that. We'll get that at the end, but the, later, but, uh,
2: well, yeah, let's say this, that, that
1: yeah.
2: they, they could have just been neighbors and that would have eliminated mm. all of the intercom and it would have just been she knew the Houstons, she maybe saw this guy go in and out, but something, you know, the the alibi that Charles Houston puts together won't hold up. They could have done it. That that intercom becomes such an impediment because it's an additional step. That For the life of me, I don't know why they needed except somebody on the writing staff said, no, we just got one of those intercoms and it occurred to me, what an amazing murder you could stage. Yeah, even though not that's
1: true. not how it works. Yeah, right. Yeah. So and
2: that, that bothers me a lot, and I think it's underlined by the scene because just Mrs. Colombo happening to see him leaving the house would be that would that would first off have saved us about twenty minutes, and also just gotten us right to the to the in, uh, investigating the crime because we're going to have a little while before she starts investigating the crime. Right?
1: only she, th- she only becomes aware of it uh, the next mm-hmm. day when she goes to the French lesson again, and uh, the French teacher is a bit testy because oh his other student was just murdered hands Miss Columbo the newspaper and she realizes oh hey that was the lady who was here yesterday that I saw the day, a couple days ago whatever blah 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 and then that's when she sort of gets involved she starts relating the names like the first names you know and then the, the intercom and yeah I don't know so that's Man. when she contacts the police and that's when we have Bob Dishy playing a character who is not a character that he has played twice on Columbo so, very distinctive character actor <laughs> Bob Dishy is on an episode a TV show with Columbo in the title. Yet he is not playing a cop. Yet he's not playing the same cop he has played in another television show with Columbo in the title. So no, I know
2: it's. I know it's good choice.
1: Like. Good choice.
2: These are these are twins who were separated at birth.
1: Right, and Sergeant they, they, don't
2: know, they don't know they're related. They were raised by two different families on opposite sides of L.A., and they both become cops. Well, no, it's They're not both just, sergeants.
1: It's not just twins, though, because
2: he has two different names in Colombo also. He's got no—we've we've figured that one out. That One of them is oh, his middle name. Oh,
1: middle name. Right, right. That's yeah. it. Yes. No, okay. no, we got Never this. Mind. We got that. So that's, thing. It. Okay, cool. We're good there. So, yeah, he comes in. He's very skeptical— well the way she explains
3: it, and... she Thank explains you. it like I heard the voices, but she never says the intercom. Right she
0: could just and... say
1: that, that'd be fine. But then she's angry at him for thinking she's nuts so for saying it like that. like you could have explained it completely clearly right You could have said that, and that would have been fine. yet she just it's a thing I think John you were saying where she just jumps to being annoyed. It's like immediately. You like, no, like there's no you don't need to You don't need to.
3: You could have said it better. You could have yeah, said it, how you actually how it happened. Yeah. Like, it sounded what? like she had a, a Isabella Mars experience because you know how like when she went to the police and she's like, "I saw the murder two blocks away." I mean, that's exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So he should be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And then she's like, Ugh. and then she's like, "Come over for dinner." <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like she's, she's bipolar.
2: Yeah, Mrs. Columbo needs lithium. She
1: could have just shown him. <laughs> she could have just shown him the intercom too. Like she could physical, have said, "I heard it
0: on the an physical intercom
1: box
2: right there on her card table." And I think this is like the worst part of the character as she emerges from this episode is that she's willing to let a murder go unsolved just because she's pissed. She just <laughs> right. like she tries to kick him out of the house, right. she reads him the riot act. Yeah. A woman was just killed. Suck up a little pride.
1: And also and also um the 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 thing like her husband is a homicide detective on LAPD, he'd kind of heard of him. But then also, yeah. I, I, another thing I was thinking of through all this, it's one of those things where you start thinking of stuff and pulling the threads and it all falls apart.
0: Mm.
1: Being the wife of a long-time homicide detective, you have to know some other cops,
0: right? Yeah, yeah that's you right, could, yeah. You, could have,
1: you could have called or talked to any of them, and they would have given you a very huge benefit of doubt. Aside from this one guy who's all kind of weird and makes a lot of bad choices, you could have talked yeah. to other cops. Or... Yeah, he a... does. The next time, you talk to Lieutenant Columbo on the phone overseas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair point. Well he, made. He uh, probably he probably would have believed you as his wife who heard a murder being committed and planned. He probably would have been able to like, oh, well, you want to call so-and-so over there. He'll take care of you. It's
2: a friend of mine. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point I hadn't even considered, to be honest. I was stuck oh, on how the God. way Sergeant Norris... The way Sergeant Norris like revealed that she might be nuts, it was so gentle and it felt like a joke. It's like, what what did he say? Like, do you hear these voices all the time? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And then like, if somebody said that to me, my reaction would be like, no, sorry, what I meant was.
1: Right. But instead she's just like, I'm not nuts.
2: And then she runs around doing crazy shit. Right.
1: Just before, yeah. just before the appliances start attacking her in the next scene.
2: Oh, my God. I love this so much.
1: Before the appliances start attacking her in the next scene, and then she forces well, no, they... her daughter to do ironing in a straw <laughs> boater <right>. at 10 <laughs> o'clock at night. Yeah, have you done your ironing? What kind of chore is that for a child? I don't know. I wouldn't let my kid that young near an iron. Like, I was ironing I my get nervous choices. using an iron.
2: I was, I was ironing 22. my shirts at like twelve or thirteen, maybe, but I still think nine or ten is way too young. A
1: little bit, yes, yeah.
2: Especially late at night. But um, well, uh, oh, the, the
1: appliances. Let's talk about the appliance thing. Well, I want bit. to
2: go back one because oh sure, Norris, Norris, to prove that that Columbus, Mrs. Columbo, is fucking crazy, goes to the crime scene. Right.
1: Yes. And oh, brings right, right. her. Yeah. Why I don't know would why? you do that, yeah, but but he's all doing it he's doing it to prove a point,
2: he I know he's tell, like,
1: he doesn't take her in there's like there's no intercoms there. he lets her poke through the entire house and in yeah. the, the space where the corpse was found,
2: go ahead and like, touch everything for, for like ten, some shit around for ten Put your minutes hands on that.
1: for ten minutes until she's like there's no intercoms, yeah, you could have told her that go to the door. <laughs> He makes a weird yeah,
3: mistake later, though, and which we'll get to. But, yeah, oh, he's I not very good at what he does.
1: No! Oh, God. There's there's a huge one I was pissed about. But, yeah, we'll get to it. So, yeah, the crime scene. And then there's the appliance thing where she's trying to microwave things. And the blender <laughs> sits there. And she just kind of leaves stuff sit. And I don't know what that's all
2: about. I am begging you for the, uh, the stinger on this episode. Just play the audio from that bit. Sure.
1: Makes <laughs> my job easier.
0: It was play just like right now. dishwasher,
2: dishwasher, blender, blender. Charles Houston saying, "My wife is fat. Dishwasher, microwave. Oh,
0: right? Mm, yes. I'm, probably,
2: I'm going to murder my wife." Like, I, I, they really just just to make it perfect, they should have had like a uh, culps head
1: floating
2: <laughs> in, <some laughs> thing in the background of that. They cut her, Mrs. her head, Limo walking, and all these neon signs are going past her.
3: <laughs> <kitty has> her. <laughs> so, so, had she already talked to Houston on the phone and heard his voice to confirm it was the same?
0: Yeah, she she calls his, his
3: office. Right.
0: Yeah.
3: And and then yes. she he picks up the phone and he's like, this is Charles Houston. Can I help you? And then she just sits there like in terror. Right. And then and then that happened. Right. And then she's like, oh, my God, it's the guy. And then and then her appliances become possessed.
0: <laughs> yeah. By his
3: much. evil. It's an
2: incredibly baffling scene. Oh, very. very it's very, like very. all of a sudden it becomes bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah. It's just padding. So, like, you know, Variety said that in their review, they said that they really liked Kate Mulgrew in the part, but they thought that the episode itself was really horrible. And they didn't like... They said it was right. just padding, and so when you think about it, there's worse padding than this. All the scenes with, like, the dog and we'll get to the car and stuff, that's padding. But, like, that's obvious padding, but this is really padding, because yeah. she could have had that reaction and they could have moved forward. Oh, sure. But she had to have, like, all of the stuff happening, like it was Amniville 4, you know, that TV movie Patty Duke right. where the link comes out? Oh, yeah. Yes. It was like that. Sure. And so, um, so yeah, they were they really had to fill up that 90 minutes, and they were like, okay, let's just have her do laundry and the blender and let's just show it for three minutes. Well, and
1: then she got some his, his mail and she's reading in her daughter's dance recital and then she does like the <laughs> fake British voice uh, phone call on the payphone. She, right. reads, she leaves Jenny's dance recital to do the fake British accent phone call to try to lie to find out whether or not the guy had bought uh, an intercom system in the last six months or so. It's like what? Well, why? It's, uh,
2: that was, uh, also, yeah. the way that uh, for really convenient mail too. By the yes, way, yes, exactly. She opens yeah. it up and it's like, "Here's your, re- here's a catalog page and a receipt for that intercom you definitely ordered and put in your house." Right. But uh, when she runs off to do the phone, Jenny, who apparently is like the intellect of a faithful dog, right.
1: just,
0: <laughs> just, can't just suddenly
2: can't dashes can't concentrate. after her.
1: Yeah, not Conster has to run out.
2: Everybody's got ADHD in this family. Yeah, so she has to get, like, scolded by her teacher to come back. And, uh
1: Yeah. But well, there's ironing to do. There's ironing to do. <laughs> Somewhere. And it's after this, though, that it, it's the yeah, thing that the Bob other... Dishy's character does, calling Mrs. Columbo to um, Houston's office to confront the guy. Yes. Why would you do? So, basically, so here's what happens. She goes to his office. And uh, Sergeant Norris is there, calls her into the office uh, with Houston. who says just like, do I know you? Why would you accuse me of murder? Like, why would you do that? Why on earth would I you do that like, as a cop? Did, 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 but that,
3: I, it occurs uh, to me that I think what they're doing, and I don't know, but uh, maybe what they're doing is that Sergeant Norris is supposed to be, have the same sort of approach as Colombo in that he tries the dumb Kind of shtick, like, oh, you're smarter than me, but he really is dumb. I think you're being generous. I uh, think you're being
1: way too generous to the right. But it's here. like,
3: yeah, but it's like a reflection of Columbo, but the opposite at the same time. Maybe they're trying to do. I don't know because he is, he's, he's ridiculous. I like Bob Dishy a lot, but he's oh, ridiculously too, yeah. stupid in this episode. Yeah. More so that's dangerous. than the other ones. Yeah. It's a terrible yeah.
2: idea. Let me let me just show you the woman who is who is clearly a witness to the murder you helped facilitate. Right. And here's your her address. And if you want to get hold of her, here's a number. <laughs> right. And, here's her name. Or you can just talk into your intercom and, and she'll she's, hear you.
1: And she's the wife of a homicide detective. So there you go. <laughs> Everything.
2: Oh my god.
1: So of course, then after this, uh, he's seen as a bit of a risk by Martin, and they have a late night scene um, mm. over a very busy highway that's kind of isolated and uh I, I admit the first time i saw this i was caught by surprise by this scene where uh, martin just ends up pushing him over the edge of a big hill onto a highway
0: he had a yep. kills
1: killed so culp culp is killed in the middle of the episode
2: like, i what? love that's... the way he gets he gets beat up though that was stunning Oh, There's so like powerful like high kick to the stomach and then some yeah. like punches and karate chops. He basically just got like completely murked. Yeah. And then, and then it ends with Martin just like very calmly pulling off his black leather gloves. Yep. It's a good bit. Oh. I really like that scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it it's, it was it was one of the few interesting shocking things in the episode.
2: Yeah. And it took an hour That's to so get to weird. it. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> so, then,
1: so then, the next morning, Mrs. Columbo goes to the crime scene and brings up all these very obvious issues with with right. the case and with the murder well, and everything but else. But
3: the, the car door, so she, So you know, I don't know if we're going to go through the scene piece by piece, but at the end, she's My trying to well. help... She's trying to tell Norris, like, why this must be suspicious. And she's like, why would a man who's committing suicide lock his car door? Because we right. all lock our car doors. It's habit. Yeah, Like, why wouldn't yes. he lock the car door? Like, that was the stupidest gotcha I've ever heard. Right.
2: Yeah, it- she, had, she had one good gotcha in this episode. And it was about why a woman who just got back from the beauty parlor would bring a hair dryer
1: right. to the club. That tub. was a good one for the murder. That yeah. worked. Yeah, yeah. that yep. was a good Columbo thing.
2: I really wanted her to be like... Uh, was it? Why would someone who committed suicide leave a not-a-suicide letter?
0: And just like <laughs> you find a
2: note in the car from Charles Houston, like, I, uh, do, uh, hello, cruel world. Everything is fine. I'm going to stay <laughs> yeah. around a while. Uh, this is nobody's fault. Signed, Charles Houston.
1: But they enjoy a lovely snack in the car. Well, the yeah, they get ice rest.
2: cream over everything.
1: drumsticks. Yeah, they have drumsticks. You're right. Yeah. I do love a drumstick. Oh, I do. I really, you know what? I haven't had a drumstick so in a while. I love drumsticks.
2: I had one like They're a good. Do
1: you so like the good. flat top ones or do you like the bulbous ones? I like the bulbous ones. Flat. I like, I like the, the flat, flat ones. Yeah. Oh, flat. I like the bulbous ones because uh, you get all that ice cream, and then you get to that. that then you get to in the core down there. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, the hell of a thing.
2: <laughs> it's all good stuff. This and is better. This is better than the hot dog talk. I like this.
1: This
2: we'll ice, do ice cream. We'll do an ice cream podcast.
1: Yeah, we'll do the ice cream talk.
2: Ice cream. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I was thinking about that, and they, you know, keeping an eye out to see if it ever dripped, and it never did drip. But um, you must have gotten on their fingers a little bit. I've never eaten ice cream, no matter how cleanly, without getting sticky fingers in yeah, some fashion. Bit, yeah. So probably leaving, like, sticky fingerprints all over the dashboard.
1: Oh, oh gosh, you know what? I Something I, I missed, it's in my notes, about um, when they uh, confront Culp in his office. He's a hmm. criminal defense attorney. He's only vaguely aware of the name Columbo from her name showing up in the, the penny saver. It's like... Seems like, if you're some high-powered <laughs> defense attorney in the Los Angeles area, you would have heard the name of Lieutenant uh, Philip Colombo
2: <laughs> once or if twice. It's not, if it's not in the weekly advertiser, it's not worth knowing, RJ. That's right.
1: Like, That's our slogan. Seems like he would have heard of the other Colombo once or twice from all of the <laughs> so funny. very, very wealthy murder cases. Wealthy, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I missed that one. I'm looking at my notes and... God.
2: Oh my goodness gracious! I've <laughs> ruined you.
1: Oh, so we go. So we go back. To, oh, so um.
2: Yeah, get yeah, to so the shop.
1: We, well, not just that. We two shops. One there's the dog shop, and she goes to pick up the dog. Right. And um, Sammy Jeeves Jr. is held up as the epitome of sparkle and zest in 1979, and the dog. Does not seem like Sammy Davis Jr. So he does not have a lot of sparkle and zest. Okay, sure, whatever. And we get, but yeah, go into the uh, the auto mechanic where she's wanting to get the car fixed up, which there's no reason for the scene to be in the episode at all. Uh, we have another very fine character actor, Alan Rich, right. who I've always enjoyed over the years. Mm-hmm. But this scene goes on for like uh, the 25 minutes, it feels like, of just talking about how Columbo's car is shitty and it's be expensive to fix Columbo's shitty car, and so she's just going to get a free mirror. Like we Why? That Why that, that, that...
2: was Ugh. That 100% felt like a hee Haw skit. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. I'll t- I'll take the free mirror. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
3: I love you guys <laughs> so much. Oh <laughs> god.
1: What for for a, a hee Haw
2: reference?
3: <laughs> yeah, for all of it. Good lord. I
2: know that I'm intimate with the pacing of hee-haw. That was a regular thing (laughs) in our house.
1: Oh, no. Saturday Saturday evenings. Saturday evenings. We'd sit in the mobile home and watch it. So, yeah. You can't get much more hee-haw than that, I guess, as a kid. How
2: old was Minnie Pearl? Talking about actors who were always old. How old was Minnie Pearl when she was in hee-haw?
3: I'm going to guess.
2: Yeah, guess. I'm going to look it up. You guys guess. guess. Early 60s. I'm
3: going to say she should have been Mrs. Columbo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no yeah like uh, yeah probably mid 50s early 60s something like that i don't know yeah yeah, i
3: would say i guess 50s it's hard to tell because people in the 70s looked older than they do now so right. she could have been 35 for all i know right yeah, yeah. yeah. plus
2: i i did sort of neglect the fact that he ran for 25 years but uh when Minnie pearl showed up on it, let's see she was born in 1912 the show started in 1969 so she actually was a uh, late 50s right okay do i have that right
1: yeah probably yeah yeah, yeah. Sixty nine minus twelve. Yeah. But she would, but oh, her okay. shtick, she was always doing like the, uh, the old rural lady, probably since she was like in her thirties or so.
2: Oh yeah, she was so, doing it
1: yeah. since she was young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so um, after that, it gets to be yeah, like the kind of uh, uh crazy, uh, sort of, um, high tension sequence when Martin starts to make his move. Because he yeah. watches from his apartment, he lives oh, no, nearby no, no, no. where you, he
2: killed. I want you to pull back. I want you to pull back. All right. What well. you know? Number nineteen is on that list. <laughs> I put it there for a reason, and it's not oh, going oh, right, to take. Oh, right,
1: right. Yes, yes. The secrets, Yeah. The sal- Mrs. Gets-
2: Columbo takes Houston's secretary out to lunch. Right. And eats a salad the size of a Rottweiler.
1: Right. Yes. A very big salad to get the information from Houston's. Secretary, which Who so is also I, I liked, pathetic. The stuff with her actually, kind of. But,
3: but yeah. she's like, she's like, nobody's come to visit me, and I don't know what to do. And she almost was as pathetic as the wife in a way. Like they're also devoted to this guy, and well, it's like I don't get it. I mean, right, I love Rubber Cult. I'm devoted him. to Rubber Cult,
1: but like, like, like not like the her, character. Hers, like, I it kind of it made some sense to me because the guy didn't expect to get murdered himself. He had no succession well, sure. plan in place. He had no business continuity plan. And so it's, Got this office. Like, what do you do?
3: But she lied for what him. Happened? So, like, she. Oh revealed... yeah, that was. By that the was way, a huge reveal.
1: Is, yeah, yeah.
3: This is Priscilla Pointer, who I guess I know best yeah. from Carrie, from being Amy Irving's mom. Who I think she might be her mom in real life. I can't remember. She's somebody's famous person's mom, but she was oh. also on Dallas. She was, um, you know, Cliff and um, Pam's mom.
0: Okay. And
3: um, I love her, and she's also in Nightmare on Elm Street three. And apparently, when they interviewed her for the big Nightmare on Elm Street documentary, she's like, I don't remember shit about that movie. So, um,
0: nice.
3: <laughs> which is unfortunate but um, um i really like her i think she's a very likable actress but uh she you knows they were she lies for her boss because the intercom gets moved into the office and he's like oh the intercoms have always been here and they ask priscilla pointer's character mrs Pryor, and she says oh yeah um they've been here for five weeks but then she reveals to mrs colombo who's the only person on the planet who has apparently ever been nice to her besides Christ. houston and yeah. she says i lied for him and um, they haven't been there for five weeks. And then on Gruzall, I would lie too if I really liked him. And it's like, why are you encouraging this bad behavior in this poor woman?
0: Right. But no, that's how they point. find yeah. out. Yeah.
1: But then, yeah, you're right. It seems like that's the only other person who's even been vaguely friendly to her. Well, see, it's another like an odd thing of like a line of uh, receptionists and office managers in Colombo. Who just kind of like I have odd, sad crushes on bosses. Yeah.
2: I was actually I was actually wondering if they were supposed to be involved, but of course she's older than Edie Adams.
3: Yeah, I don't think so. But, no. But so. it would have made sense if Robert Colbett had a, a, a mistress, it would have made more sense to me to oh, yeah. him wanting to see his wife dead. At this point he just wants her dead just because yeah. like you said, she got old or whatever, which is I hate even saying that. Yeah, and no, it's um, terrible re- yeah. Yeah, and like, and like, so if he had had a mistress, uh, like in Prescription Murder, you know, it makes more sense to want something like that because there's an end game. Here, the end game is just he's a dick. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. But then he does. It's not even played as though he is enough of a dick. It just seems like he's kind of resigned to being. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make
3: sense. No.
1: okay, let's 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 soldier through this thing. We're almost there. <laughs> We're almost through this chronological thing.
2: Put our heads down. How are you feeling about the chronological progression, RJ?
1: I don't know. I'm starting to get tired.
2: <laughs> I'm, sweating. Knee, <laughs> I'm sweating.
1: It's still the '90s here. I'm still, it's still the '90s here in Philadelphia. I'm, i sweating.
2: Oh All man! Right. Speaking of which, actually, oh that's right. What? Uh, there was something about <laughs> this that put me in the mind of the '90s episodes, and it which was. What? Oh
1: god, god! Don't you say that. Yeah, it feels like one. Yeah, it has a
2: it has a '90s feel, and yeah. one of the things was Bob Dishy saying, uh, uh, Lieutenant Columbo, yes, I think I've heard of him. And he, like, says nice things about him. Right. And that was the thing we've identified with the 90s episodes, which is there's always one character who likes Columbo. And it was I always felt it was kind of a reassurance to the older viewers that, see, he's a nice man, and people know it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, that's everything about this. Like, oh, here's his car. It's Columbo's car. You like Columbo's car, don't you? Oh, look, yeah. here's the dog. You like the dog in Columbo. Here you go. And they would always add that in.
0: Yeah.
2: It does Look, kind your of old, feel like... It's this, your
1: old friend, Uncle Columbo. It's everything to remember It feels from like this 70s. might have
2: been written for slightly older viewers. Like, here's a pretty young girl, but also here's a Robert Culp. You like Robert Culp, and here's that Edie Adams. She's nice.
1: It, it's all it's just trading on, like, the high points you remember from Columbo, pretty yeah. much, to sell this other yes. thing that they know they didn't have enough of. <coughs> okay, so now... we get to the, cat, we and cat and mouse. Cat and mouse, yeah. So... Which starts out with the I am a robot thing, but Amanda.
3: But <laughs> I'm I'm I am a computer Hickory Dickory yeah. Doc. Oh. I am a computer mouse. The computer mouse likes ice cream. I hate her.
2: <laughs> why why, Jenny? Why did you say all that? <laughs> I get
3: that stuck in my head every time I watch this. So for like the last two weeks I've been I am a computer for like two weeks, guys I, 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 almost, a, I almost killed myself.
1: I have a cure <laughs> I have a cure for that. Never watch this again.
3: <laughs> I might not, yeah. I Good. was really, like, uh,
2: not everything needs to have meaning. Like, you can just have throwaways in a in a show, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. But I really, why Hickory Dickory Dock? I don't know.
1: I don't why know. Why a
2: nursery rhyme that, like, maybe a four-year-old would be into <laughs> and not... Oh God! Like so, even just talking to her mom, or like you know, beat mom. Can we can we talk to dad on this? Like talking like a kid, but no, it has to be that moronic nursery rhyme. So, ah, yeah. uh, oh, Christ.
1: <laughs> so, so we start we start getting we start getting Martin actually contacting Mrs. Columbus through the intercom to let her know that he knows who she is, where she is, everything else, and of course, this is one of those things where at no point she couldn't call cop friends of Columbo's for a favor. Right. Because that, a friend of the forest, you could have gotten, like, guys stationed at, but eh, uh, whatever. So, there's that weird cheap, also scene, the cheap scare with the gardener. When she, well, she actually kind of, sort of, breaks in to the it double do murder house. Goes upstairs, <laughs> and there's a guy coming up with uh, gardening shears. And there's a handheld camera, like, ooh, 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 ooh. And then, uh, it's it just Roy the gardener, like, I don't know where to go. I'm the gardener here. It's like, it was such a... Was I've a waste never, of time.
2: I've never met so many people utterly enthralled to the boss. Yeah. Like, oh, my, they're both dead? Do I still show up? No, right. idiot. Their bosses are dead. Yes. Oh, no, I, like, I come, this house, I come yeah. to this house to make the garden look nice, but the people <laughs> who live here are dead? Should I keep doing it? Right. No.
0: <laughs> so then after
2: that we get we get like the,
1: the dark and stormy night and the daughter gets kidnapped I guess by the killer.
2: So then Actually, Mrs. Help Columbo, me, help me out with that cuz I yeah, watched that I'm twice not sure. and I, I don't understand it.
1: I don't know. She supposedly he supposedly captured her and then Mrs. Colombo hears he and Jenny over the intercom. So then she drives the house that's close by though she drives like 50 city blocks even though the houses are close by that's how they can hear each other at the intercom but then she mm-hmm. gets there and he's let the daughter go it's so like that's a good bargaining chip why would you let the daughter go and she, and wandered she home, wanders home I guess
3: wandering the streets like at 2 in the morning yeah I guess oh. so Cause he calls Henry Jones, right? Kate, Henry Jones. And she's like, she's like, instead of the police, which I guess she calls the police, but that one cop isn't there. So she's like, okay, Henry Jones, there's no other cops except for Sergeant
1: Norris. So I got to give up.
3: I think someone's trying to murder me and we made out that one time. So can you help me? And he's like, bring your daughter here. And but I I love that, that goes scene, nowhere. But it goes nowhere. No, it doesn't. I expect no. Henry Jones to like do something, but he doesn't. No. But oh, yeah. no. I like that he's kind of heroic. Like he gets no. really like, come here and I'll take care of you because he's adorable. But then like then he's like when K grew gets to Martin's place or the house, I guess they're at the Houston place. Yeah, the Houston, he's, Houston like, house. The old he's, Houston. He's like your daughter place. Your yeah. daughter's walking home at two in the morning by herself, so good luck. Right. And then
1: he's planning to kill her uh by staging her tripping on some loose carpet on some stairs.
3: And how is she not how is the little girl not afraid of that guy? Because I it's don't
1: know, it's not explained. It's not can explained I, at all. And then At this point as we're gas, at the climax, and, uh,
2: <laughs> can I ask can I ask one really important question? Sure. Why the fuck is this called word games?
1: I oh, hey, yeah, wait, hold on. Hold that on, too. Hold on. <laughs> Where is this uh, my second page of notes, three lines from the bottom? Why is this called Word Games? It's right there. <laughs> it's it,
2: clearly, it's rugs, electricity, and gas.
3: Yes. Is it, is it yeah. because of the intercom? But that doesn't... That
2: doesn't work. That doesn't work.
3: Yeah, it doesn't work. So they
2: blew that. They
1: blew that thing where even the Columbo episodes,
0: <laughs>
1: the title has something to do with it. It's some clever play on it. This yes. one, the pilot, they just they don't even have that. They, they, they don't just even have got that. Pilots. They ain't got that thing. Yeah, pilots, let's, so, as, as Martin's about to kill Mrs. Columbo by, uh, by uh, faking a fatal tripping. Okay. <laughs> as opposed to just, like, stabbing her, maybe? Anyway, um, f- faking a fatal tripping. He smells the gas in the house. Because, yeah, she blew out the pilot light, and the kitchen's just full of gas. And instead of just, like, oh, I could still kill her but then just leave the house where there is no gas on the outside of the house. He has to just leave her and go to desperately turn off the gas. That's yeah. right. kill, kill her and bring out What's the it? door. Kill her and nice out of house. the house where there's fresh air. Nice house. Or maybe it's... if you're, to, to me, if I'm killed, it's like, okay, then if the, um, tripping on the the rug in the stairs doesn't get her, then the gas fumes will and you're far off, you're far away, right. out in the, the bright uh, outside air, which, okay, I know Los Angeles had its smog problems in the 70s, still does this day, but uh, at night, it was lesser. You're better with the air on the outside, the are in this house filling up with gas, instead of having like, oh, here, I'm going to interrupt my murder to prevent me from being caught for two other murders to go to the kitchen to, to <laughs> take care of the appliances. So, if, I mean, so I, he I... does that, and Escaping
2: then, is is no safety from a doorbell, RJ.
1: Right, yeah. Doesn't
2: matter if he's outside.
1: And so then the uh, cleverly set up earlier in the episode sparks from a doorbell. Mrs. Columbo remembers that. Uh, desperately uh, rings the doorbell, which rings in the kitchen, which is full of gas. And then maybe kills him, but doesn't? I don't know. It blows up a lot. Maybe yeah, he's dead. Blows,
2: it
1: blows, blows up, up a lot. Blows up the crime scene. Because... <laughs> 'Cause you don't know if it blows him up or not, blows up the killer or not, the double almost triple murder, maybe more murders, because we smash cut to a whimsical PTA uh stage mm-hmm. show with, with a laugh dancing. track. With a laugh track, yes.
0: Mm. Oh and it was so, so painful.
1: Bad. And, and and it's which, long. It's very it's long. long. <laughs> it's very long. It ends. It ends with uh, Jenny going. Like, Danny's here. Of course, you don't see him. You don't see Colombo. No.
2: Nope. Nope. No. What we do see though is a pretty luxurious, uh, languorous shot of Kate Mulgrew's butt. Thanks, camera two. I
3: didn't even notice when,
2: that because I was so annoyed at everything else. They were in. Well, a doesn't deep
3: she say? Down. Oh, I'm sorry. At the end, she's all. I'm a detective now.
2: Right. And yes. I'm like
3: barely. Yeah.
2: Mur- murder and screwing things up is not how you make it to
1: <laughs> So we don't know. We that's don't know how things were squared away with the cops. We don't know if she ended up writing an article about this for the penny right? saver. Two inch, two column inches. We, we don't, don't know how many days after this traumatic experience is.
2: We don't <laughs> know. It was right after she got in the car and went right over to the PTA. Oh, chair. that's
1: it. That must be it. Yeah.
2: That's how she blows off steam.
1: At two so, in the morning. Actually, you brought up a good point. because so I you brought up a good point where I the whole detective aspect of it. I'm a detective now. She kinda did some detective work, sort of, a little bit. Yeah. But a lot she of it she's she overheard she fell something. Into it. She overheard something, and then she uh, got the name of an old client of his who might have been the killer and Okay. It,
3: it's just yeah. happenstance that any of this happened, and yeah. like, if she didn't. You're right that that is the only scene where she gets Priscilla Pointer to go through the dot matrix printer and print up names or whatever. Right. That's like the only time she actually does any detective work. And by the way, Priscilla Pointer really does all the research for her. Yes, so yes. She's the della Street of this episode. She does <laughs> oh, all the work. Yep, yep, they yep. All the have work. There we go. Yeah, no credit. So, but,
2: um, no, that would have been great as a recurring character. The only person who's like you know, <laughs> paid her any attention in years, and it's this, you know, uh, unstoppable young woman that is undoubtedly uh, I can't remember her name now. What is the, the secretary's name? Oh, Mrs. 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 Pryor. Pryor. <laughs> that Mrs. Pryor now has this young woman who's just like full of energy and enthusiasm and keeps getting involved in crimes. And Mrs. Pryor's been an executive assistant for like thirty five years, right? So she This would, is have, been, on the...
1: this would have been good she for so the good. other this would have been good for the other Columbo version of the show.
2: That would have been, yeah, it would have been amazing.
1: Yep, yep, would
2: have. Uh, Would have been a good character.
1: But instead, this sucked and went on for, what, two seasons? Or did it even last one? Well, I don't know if it was
3: two full seasons, because it was like half a season with a handful of episodes, and I'm not even sure that Kate Loves a Mystery Park had. I actually don't know how many episodes, but I don't think it's a full two-season run.
2: I can Uh, tell you, it ran for two seasons, 13 episodes.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, they they pulled it, so so let me tell you. More than it deserved. It, it originally aired, like I said, on like January 26th, but they pulled it by March and then they said wow. it wasn't canceled, but oh, they sure. said that it would be used for replacement for another replacement.
0: Mm-hmm. So they were. it
3: was like a mid-season mid replacement, but then oh they brought God. it back the next season. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with it. But I will tell you just briefly that it did really well. The pilot movie came in number 17 in the Nielsen's. I don't have the numbers, but it did rank in the top 20. It ran against huh. um, MASH, WKRP, and Lou Grant on CBS and against a 1976 miniseries called How the West Was Won. Oh, um, that was re-airing yeah. on ABC, but by the time the first episode aired, the first official episode, which was only an hour, it ended up ranking at fifty-four, oh. running against uh, Family and Barnaby Jones, which is oh, a competition. No. <laughs> yeah, so um, no. it was. So I think people tuned in out of curiosity. I'm guessing um, that first night, and then by the time the first episode aired, which was shortly after, I think they were like, "Forget it." Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, forget I mean, it. I mean, well, I mean, I guess Barnaby Jones that was sort of a mystery show. But yeah, Family wasn't anything even approaching the type of program it yeah. was. And I don't know how... But it
3: made sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Family, it was, family. So it was like... Yeah, Family was this kind of like interesting soap opera sort of... Yes. Uh,
3: yes, it yeah. was better. It was, it was better. A much be-
1: it was a much better show. I haven't seen it in ages, yeah. but... My recollection is it was a much better show. I mean, Barnaby yeah. Jones wasn't even that good of a show, but it was a better mystery show than this thing was. Sure. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. so well, I mean, I, it was. Nixon, Nixon liked Barnaby Jones. So there you go. He was <laughs> at a board club meeting once. It was headed I for disaster,
3: we're... even like after the first episode. You know uh, what I mean? It just was headed for that. Which I mean,
1: it, it was just that was, it was the kind of NBC story at the time. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, the uh, I'm I'm looking at uh, some of the other episodes to see what they're up against, uh, and I know RJ. This would be a general trial. I've got two things to run by you. Okay. First off, I think we should do another episode.
0: Okay. And there's there's one called
2: <laughs> A Riddle for Puppets.
1: Well, okay. Hold on. Now. A ventriloquist
2: right. finds his dummy is acting independently of his will and kills the man who carved it. Who who's in that one? Who is that one? Who's in that one? Oh, Does okay. It let's find
3: out. Does it say who's in that really one? To say I
2: really want. Cause... I desperately want to see this one. Is that the uh, one with the Donald Pleasants? What?
3: There's a Donald uh, Pleasance no, one. No, it's not the Donald Pleasance okay.
2: one. What is it? Who is it? Uh, I, I want to do that one, though, too. Uh, Jay Johnson. <gasps> oh, you know, you're
3: kidding. Wait, what? From Soap? No. Yeah. <gasps> he's
2: the, he's the oh, ventriloquist, I, I would assume. I have seen this
3: one. I must have. I've seen it. I've seen it because I've seen the first few episodes and then I've seen some of the later ones. Um, I have seen it. I only have the vaguest memories of it. I think we went on this Mrs. Colombo kick where we watched like the first handful of episodes and we were like, what are we doing to our brains? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. But there's also one with Donald Pleasance that was the second episode or so. And I yes. think this one might have been the third one or fourth because I watched oh, the first. Oh, Johnson, video.
1: that guy. I've seen a photo yes, of him. Yeah, for sure. So. Chuck and Bob. Yes, 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 yes. Chuck yes, yes. Oh, Lord. Wow. They're brilliant.
2: Uh, and then what is it? Al Ruscio? Ruscio? I don't, I, do, I don't know how to pronounce his last name unfortunately. Another character actor he was in um Godfather Part 3. Uh let me try to find one of his la- he's just in a million things. It's actually hard to say. But <clears throat> a name I recognize and then I kind of don't recognize any other actors in here. <laughs> Barbara Mallory. That sounds you need familiar. You
3: do though. all of the Mrs. Columbus no, they get no, we don't. Some, no. They get some charming by the
1: end. No, we don't. Maybe well, if yeah. One I uh, well maybe there there's an idea for a show we might do after this where it would fall under that purview but not during this
2: program.
3: But it's a this, journey. No, it's an emotional no,
2: journey. It's not. Well, actually, the thing I wanted to I wanted awesome. to bring up was um, caviar with everything was the other episode we've actually right. watched and reviewed. Yes, and that was silly and frivolous and it wasn't dark. It actually felt too light. Right. Uh, that's the fourth episode. Oh, really. That is a tremendous change Yes In just four episodes Uh, Donald Pleasance by the way is in the second episode That's called Murder is a Parlor Game Okay and it is—it's actually very enjoyable. So I'm sorry we didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah,
3: I feel like I feel like Donald Pleasant seems like he's having a blast. My memory is that he really he died. Did. but he dove into everything, but well, um... probably
1: more than Robert Colt did in this thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, just... I'm not sure if I'm even going to wrap things up here. I'm not even sure if I'm going to go around to ask people's final thoughts <laughs> because I think it all became very clear. I'm just going to jump right to. I don't even know if he did one for this, John. What well, would you rate this? Oh. Um,
2: Did you do a rating for this one? Did you do bother? bother? I don't know. God, well, here's, here's why I'm having trouble with coming up with a rating. So there's a few possibilities. Uh, I, I think all right, I wanted to settle on lascivious suburbanites dropping their children off at school. So it was going to be like five out of ten lascivious suburbanites. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Or I was going to do a mon- uh, number of uh, appliances in a terrifying montage sequence. Or I was going to do hickory dickory Docks. But here's the problem. Huh. I'm giving this a I'm giving this a one. So none of those really work. I'm giving it one out of ten lascivious parents. You need numbers. Uh, yeah. So I'm just leaving it at one. I mean, it's terrible.
1: Yeah, it's a terrible. Uh, thing. And
2: but but just to say it again, minus the Colombo elements, this could have been a fantastic murder mystery show. I would have been there a hundred percent. Ah, uh, but it's not, and it's no, bad. No,
1: because because you're constantly comparing it, because, and they set themselves up for this, constantly oh, yeah. comparing it to, well, Columbo. Like, putting you can't, all you the don't... elements in it that are direct Columbo elements, actors playing the same types of characters. <laughs> it's like, of course you're going to watch it. it major props, major other elements. It's like, you're going to be thinking of, oh, yeah, I, I watched this much better show that just ended, like, last year or the year before. Why am I going to watch this thing? You know I'm yeah. gonna I'm
0: gonna
2: throw this out. Well, I'm, I don't want to um, circumvent Amanda putting her final thoughts in, but let's go let's go around real quick. What's yeah. one or two things you would have changed about the show to make it better?
1: Well, I already went through everything. Just take out the well,
3: entirely the the beginning and the end.
1: yeah no you're laughing but yeah definitely yeah
2: Yeah. well she's right but um you know yeah we said take up the colombo stuff and shore up the the personality i think maybe she doesn't always investigate murders would be nice
1: uh, there's other mysteries yeah but i think i think you want a murder show those do well on tv so you'd want it to be a murder every week murder of the week i think you could still work you know these murder of the week in the l.a. suburbs if a single I think mom you to stumble it. into stuff. I think that would be well, fine. I think you'd do. It's that.
3: like a, it's like a murder she wrote, but with a younger woman. In right. that sense, yes. that Cabot Cove. I mean, how many people in Cabot Cove got killed? Like the entire population. Yeah. Right. But we bought it because it was really well done, and we had Angela Lansbury, you know, guiding us through it. So how could yeah. you not love it? Right, so right. Kate Mulgrew, and I mean, I used to hate Kate Mulgrew, and I don't know if we'll, go, we'll have time to go into it. I used to hate her with the Vengeance, okay. and. And now I love her, and part of that is because of Mrs. Columbo, because she won me over. So she's charming enough that I think you're right, not necessarily in this episode, but I think that the actress is charming enough as the series progresses that you can um, put a show on her shoulders. Even though she was very young when she did the show, like 23 or 24, she already had had a factor to her, although they could get rid of some of that flirty stuff. It was really gross after a while. But the, the actress herself is confident enough that I feel like even though she was not really a name, although she'd come off Ryan Hope, Ryan's Hope at this point, um, I think she could have done the series and done it well had they done these things that you had talked about, like removing the Colombo elements and giving it like a Cabot Co feel where it's just sort of like this dark underground within this sort of suburban community. I think would that, been, really yeah, that would have been really interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would have liked well, that. Well, I'm, I'm wondering um, – and to, uh, not thinking of this as a uh, pilot for this series, not thinking about it in terms of Columbo, uh, comparing it to uh, the kind of stuff you've written about, like these TV movies, uh, these these movie of the week things, these, these odd things. Like how would you kind of put it with those? Like, how would you compare it up to those?
3: Well, I can tell you that a lot of pilot <clears throat> movies in the 70s were very nonsensical. Like, um, I think there's one, it's Mandrake. Have you guys seen that?
1: No, I've heard um, of it though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I like, and there's another one with um, oh, what's it called? With Dak Rambo, it's like Sort of Justice or something. And I watch them, and they end, and then I have no idea what happened. Like it, they throw so much onto the story that you there's no real story at all by the end of it. There's just people doing things and it's it's annoying and for some reason the 70s had a lot of those like um mostly with action shows like humanoid defender or something like that and they're just like throwing i think that was the name of it you know like and i might have there's something with a title like that where they're just throwing everything at the wall and they're like you know when we're done with the pilot let's see what two three two or three things stuck and then we'll put them in the series and and i feel like they did that here they were just like throwing everything into the pot. So it's not necessarily that different from anything in terms of those crazy pilot movies. But like, if you want to compare it against the movie I brought up earlier called a murder, a A murder among friends with Kate Reed, who I felt would have made a really good Mrs. Columbo. It sucks because a murder among friends is fleshed out. It's got the same level of character actors. You know, all of them. It's like Martin Balsam, Linda day George, William Smith. It's everybody you've seen and loved. In a situation, um, like you would see in a Colombo but with a female cop. And it's fleshed out, and the characters are realized fully through the whole film. Here, it's the exact opposite. They don't know what they're doing. And so it's like the same movie, but if they were smoking crack. You know what I mean? When they wrote it. And so it's hard to compare, because the 70s has a wide range of successful and unsuccessful tv movies i love them all i try to be really soft with them because i know it's hard but mrs this pilot movie really betrays the fact that it's not a bad tv series and that's what kills me so much about it because it could have been really good but they were too greedy and they were they didn't trust their audience to want to watch something that they didn't have a previous reference point for what i think and i'm sorry well, that's just insulting to me. You know what I mean? Right. And to the actress, to Kate Mulgrew. Yeah.
1: Well, I think a lot. Of, it, it's a lot of, like, um, I think at John's point earlier, where it seems like it's a lot of skating. It's a lot of laziness on relying yes. on the goodwill of your memories of a much better TV program, which yes. the 90s ones did that, too. Like, ah, uh, well, you know what? It's Colombo, People just eat it. They're fine. And it's, I think they, like they, were, we're... they were hoping for that with this, too. Like, Ah, well, Columbus in the title, uh, we'll throw a couple of things in there and they'll just be fine with it, whatever.
0: It's like
3: Reality Bites. Reality Bites, there's not one joke in there that doesn't make a reference to something that came before and was more interesting. And it's because the, whoever wrote the, that movie was so afraid to do anything that people didn't have a reference point for previously Because they didn't trust their audience. And so when I saw Reality Bites, I liked it. But then the more I watched it, the more I was like, this is really insulting. And I feel like Mrs. Columbo is so much in that same vein where they're just so afraid that people can't watch something original. And, I mean, we're in that state now. Look how many things they're remaking. I mean, it's that same mindset, you know. And so look Look at Ready
2: Player One.
3: Yes. Right. Which, yes. Is this,
2: which is this book that literally is, I put on my Raiders of the Lost Ark hat that Indiana right. Jones wore in a movie. You but know? I mean,
1: it's not like Fred Silverman was not, he was, I mean, look at the guy who was maybe, I, mean, I don't know if, if, was this already been development before he came to NBC or no? Because I, I, I find it very interesting that he was involved in this a great deal because if it was... He's not a guy who was one to want to take a lot of risks with stuff. So
0: Yeah.
3: I feel yeah. like I feel like it's his baby. I feel like he yeah. came in and Columbo was in his last season or whatever, right? right? And they were like, We need something. Right. And so
1: yeah, he was definitely I mean, this is not a new thing. Yeah, so, He so, showed
2: he showed up in seventy eight.
1: Yeah, so yeah. So, so yeah, crap, we need a hit.
2: Yeah, Here we go. He's, yeah, let's do this. That there's, there's <laughs> was list wrong. On Wiki, here's a list on Wikipedia of all the different things. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he no,
1: tried. He was, it's pretty was, fucking funny.
2: Yeah.
3: So uh, we liked this one, right? <laughs> it was so good all around. I think it's worth uh, a watch because I think it's a curio, yeah. and I think that it's interesting in the way that it developed. And I feel like if people are interested in mystery shows, it's worth checking right. out the series it's only 13 episodes this is the longest one it's probably the weakest in the whole well, series well yeah
1: even just to watch this one it, it's pretty easily found on youtube just search mrs columbo word games i'm going to has put it a up title the which has a title for no reason on earth reason. and i will have so, i'll have it on the i'll have it in the uh, link on the post uh, on the website too um you can watch it check it out for however many minutes you can stand it <laughs>
2: Give it a whirl. I will, I will uh, say on, on IMDb, looking at the complete list of all the episodes uh, organized in user ratings, uh, Word Games is the third worst.
3: Oh, okay, good. Third? Yeah.
2: Third. There's
3: two worst episodes? Yeah, I well, kind of...
2: the the worst episode, according to the IMDb boards, uh, is Caviar with Everything, the one we reviewed with Mallory Ortberg many yeah. moons ago. Okay. And uh, Between the Two is Riddle for Puppets, the one with Jay Johnson.
1: <laughs> oh, great. So, well, yeah, let's do that one. Let's just let's us round out that bottom three. This sounds like a great idea.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, what I, are we gonna I do, I do thought... for
3: show... You should do, like, the, the worst three-rated episodes on IMDb of all these different shows.
2: Oh, that's a good one, actually.
3: Uh, that could I be fun. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it.
2: Because we're at an hour 30, so let's go. Yeah. The the top-rated episode yes. is called Ladies of the Afternoon.
3: It's so good with Dee Wallace. That's my favorite. Oh, really? And yes. Ted Danson. Oh. What? Yes, that's right. That's right.
2: Our boy Ted Danson
1: Wait. is in this one.
3: Ted, because the first time... A...
1: Well, the first time um, I was however, aware of Kate Mulgrew was that um, arc on Cheers, where she's, um, I think, running for city council in Boston, and she becomes involved oh, yes. with, Sam, with Sam Sam with yeah, on Cheers. Well, there you go. She was also
3: yeah. on Dallas, which uh, Mrs. Pryor was on Dallas as well, so oh, look at that.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, but my friend, uh, wow, so they worked together on uh, Mrs. Columba before she was on Cheers. Oh, I did not know that. Well, now I'm going to look that one up.
3: It's actually a really, really fun and episode, and you know, later minutes. on they added Don Stroud to the cast, and he's great and everything, and it's nice to see him play a not bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really solid episode. That's probably my favorite of the ones I've seen.
1: Okay, I'll I'll, I'll look up a couple of ones that might not be terrible.
3: <laughs> might not be terrible. <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: I'll 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 veer away from the bottom of the list. Which is the only ones that we've actually talked about in the show?
2: <laughs>
1: maybe go towards the top of the list. Maybe it's not awful. Entirely, we can
2: try the. the uh, we'll try the um, Donald Pleasant's episode.
1: That would be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we get to. Although
2: into... I, uh, that's not high up on the, uh, on the list either.
3: Yeah. Do the Do the Ladies of the Afternoon. It's fun. Yeah. Okay.
2: Amanda, there's every right, well, chance you're, you're gonna have to sit in for RJ. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you might. You I'll might. do it. I'll do it. Maybe about right
2: now you might have to because I'm getting <laughs> tired
1: um, and warm. All right. Well, I think uh, that, that that's pretty much enough of talking about this thing. Uh, oh, dear, this thing. I did not think we would talk about this for this much. But, yeah, it, you were it touched on a lot of other things. About. I was hoping.
0: <laughs> we touched on a lot
1: of other things. It was actually very uh, far more interesting and got into a lot more stuff than I thought we would. So it actually turned out really well. Uh, Amanda, what do you have uh, going on out there these days that you'd want folks to know about?
3: Well, I like I said on the last episode, I have a book out. It's called "Are You in the House Alone: A TV Movie Compendium, 1964 to 1999." I edited and co-wrote it. Um, actually, today a uh, Kickstarter happened. I don't know when this will go out, but I have a chapter. Uh, this a will be going called... out in two
1: weeks. It'll be out in like uh, about late late August.
3: Okay, great. Yeah. I think there's still time. They're, they just started a Kickstarter today for a book. Uh, I submitted a chapter for uh, called "Yuletide Terror." Um, oh. I can't remember the subheading now, but it's all about Christmas horror, and I wrote about anthology television shows that had horror Christmas-themed episodes. Oh, neat. Um, yeah, that was really fun and exciting, because I don't know that much about anthology TV, so I spent, like, two months just living it, and it was really fun, and I'm excited about this book. I am um, I guess this will be out after. I'm going to be giving a public talk here at the Austin Film Society, um and showing a rare tv movie called fantasies and i'm going to be in england in again uh, wow again nice. in uh, at the end of october at Kent university i um, speaking at a conference called at home with horror if people want to look that up if they live in canterbury and they want to come see me we, talk we, about... we,
1: we have a few folks who uh, yeah listen over there so yeah oh good to, yeah yeah
3: I'm going to be talking about paranormal, female-centric paranormal telefilms and their reaction to second-wave feminism. So it should be a blast. Oh, that
0: sounds awesome.
3: <laughs> so, um, and I think that's what's happening for me. So you can visit me at madefortvmayhem.com and I try to update everybody with that. And I also have a companion podcast called The Made for TV Mayhem Show.
1: Okay. And, and it, I did, how, like Twitter too, folks can follow you for oh, like, up-to-date stuff? Or...
3: Yeah, also? Made for TV Mayhem. I'm on there all the
0: time.
1: Okay, great. Cool. Yeah, that, wow, you've got interesting things coming up. John, how about you?
2: Uh, well, of course, I'm the author of two books, the League of Regrettable Superheroes and the Legion of Regrettable Supervillains. <laughs> I have nothing else to say, but I wanted to use the radio voice. Good. Uh, now, again, uh, things will be coming out in October. See, this is going to come out in September, so... Well,
1: I think, yeah, uh, in late, late, late August, very, very early September,
2: yeah. Uh, very early September, then you should be able to get to Boo Halloween Stories, uh, the website. Oh, nice. Because uh, Boo Halloween Stories, a an exclusive digital comic comes out through hot ha- Comicsology. Uh-huh. uh we'll start be we'll start providing some sample stories and yeah we'll uh, start pre-orders on the comic so i will probably link that up in the tumblr because i'm shameless
1: nice no you ought to you ought to um yeah that's that's a show for this time around if you want to listen to other episodes just one more thing and of course find us all the time at jmtpodcast.com where there's a slightly longer uh entries for things or look Uh, the tv and film section of your favorite podcast app whether it's stitcher whether it's itunes uh, whether it's the google uh listening thing whatever that's called these days i don't i never go to that one i I check the feed once in a while make sure we're up there but i don't think we get a lot of thing in that itunes everybody's got itunes do that leave us a review we like getting reviews we got some nice ones lately so do that um as john mentioned our tumblr it's jmt podcast on there too uh, where it's different items people post about Columbo around the Internet. John posts screen grabs from the episodes. This one will have some very lovely, crystal, crisp, clear VHS-quality screen grabs of this one, because <laughs> that's the only way you can find this episode, is that kind <laughs> of blurry stuff. Sometimes with a uh, cursive lady's name, Julia, in the corner. So, yeah, that's a yeah, good stuff. I'm,
2: I'm, yeah, since you, good you, stuff. Hooked us up, you hooked us up with a new YouTube video, I have to go back and reedit my, all of mine because I have all the ones that say Julia, Julia on it. I,
1: <laughs> who was Julia? <laughs> who knows, but God bless her for having put that on the Internet at some point in the last several years. Um, we're also on Twitter, too. Uh, we like to retweet and repost and respond to people at JMT Podcast. And if you want to write us uh, some correspondence, we like finding out things from you folks, and we'll read them on the air, too. Uh, if there aren't too many uh, swears, Uh no, we'll, we'll read swears. Sure, why not? Yeah, uh, it's Colombo. I, mean,
2: I have dropped like forty f bombs in this episode. So, well, I, it's I mean,
1: okay. it's given given what we had to talk about, John. It's it's understandable. I would I would have <laughs> too. Uh, Colombo at thecitydesk.net That's our email address. Let's burn them this time around. I swear to God, next time we're going to be talking about an actual, real Colombo episode. <laughs> not, not another one of these deals. I'm R.G. White. I'm John Morris. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for being patient. To this. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> oh, listen, just one more thing. Charles Houston Law Office. going.
3: Uh, hello. I'd like to speak with Mr. Houston, please. May I tell him who's calling? Oh, my name is Mrs. Mrs. Martin. It's a very personal matter. I'll see if he's taking calls. La description. Yes, Mrs. Martin. How may I help you? La mission.
2: Mrs. Martin. Mrs. Charles Houston.
3: La Mission. Joanne? you up in the bedroom, babe? Eh? Yes, Mrs. Martin. La Joie. Take your time, Joe. How may I
2: help you? Joanne, I'll see you tonight. Yes, you. Yes, Mrs. Martin.
3: Oh, I'll love it. Mrs. Martin. Mrs. No. Charles Houston. Martin. She's coming now. How may I help you?
2: Yeah. Martin. This is Charles Houston. No. Won't hurt her. me.
3: No. How may I help you? Not hurt.